Hey, so it's not Wednesday, but as a way to say thank you for voting for Myths and Legends in the Webbies this year, here's an extra story. This was member episode 29, and it's from the southern United States. Thanks again for your vote. Enjoy the show. This is the Myths and Legends member podcast, episode 29, Gaslighting. The two old women were having an argument over whose husband was the biggest idiot. They got into a stupidity arms race where each one was trying to one-up the other on how ridiculous her husband had been. Finally, they came to a stalemate, and the only way forward was a bet. Each woman bet they could humiliate their husband more, and they shook on it. They returned to their respective homes to get started. That night at dinner, their first wife cocked her head. Honey... Are you feeling all right? He looked confused. Yeah, why? Oh, no reason, she replied. The next morning, the woman rolled over in bed and grimaced. She felt her husband's forehead and, yeah, he needed to stay home today. The husband shook his head. He, he felt fine. She told him that he didn't look fine. He should stay home from work and she would make him some soup. He should try not to move very much. The husband continued feeling pretty okay, but the wife kept saying that he was looking worse and worse. She had people come by the house to take a look at him, and they would only walk away from the man, shake their heads, and whisper something into the wife's ear, causing her to burst into tears. The husband tried to sit up, to ask the doctor what was wrong, but the man left before he could say anything. The wife threw herself down on her husband, weeping, saying she loved him so much. She would miss him so much when he was gone. He tried to talk to her to say that he felt fine, but it didn't seem like she could hear him. She only wailed. Why did he have to fall into a coma now, too? The man, too, started weeping. He was in a coma. He was dying. Finally, the day came when the man didn't die. The wife walked into the room, broke into a sob, and ran to the body of her husband. She hadn't wasted time in the past few days of his illness. She had spoken to the undertaker and the coffin maker, and she had bought a gravesite. The husband, as he laid in bed, thought that being dead felt a lot like feeling just fine, as he had felt over the last few days. That evening, six strong men came to lift him from his bed and put him in the coffin. The funeral was tomorrow. Meanwhile, at wife number two's house, the husband was trying on his brand new suit. Wife number two had started working on the suit the day of the bet. Her husband came back home that evening and saw her sitting at the spinning wheel spinning nothing. He chuckled and asked what she was doing. She replied that she was spinning yarn, magical yarn. He chuckled again. Oh, magical yarn, huh? She said yes. It came from virgin sheep. The people she bought it from told her that anyone who's been telling his wife lies can't see the thread. The smile disappeared from the husband's face. He got serious. He went over to the spinning wheel and inspected the nothing that she was working on. Wow. Yeah, that is really nice thread. She looked up at him and smiled. She knew he could see it. She thanked him for always being honest with her. She worked day and night pretending to work. And each time the husband walked by and marveled at the thread, 
she moved on to weaving a cloth. And soon, she had a completely imaginary role. He helped her get it across the house and she chastised him for letting the cloth drag on the floor. He apologized and scooped it up. She worked tirelessly day in and day out on the surprise. And one day, the man returned to see her holding nothing. She announced that she had made a suit for him. Wasn't he going to try it on? He looked at the non-existent suit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure, sounds good. After trying on the pants, really struggling with those small buttons on the shirt, and slipping the coat on, the wife smiled. Wow, he looked good. The man, standing there in his hat, boots, and underwear, said it was so comfortable that it almost feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. The wife looked at the clock and gasped. Oh, it was time. The husband was confused. Time for what? The wife replied that it was time for the funeral. Bill's funeral. The husband gasped. Bill died? The last he talked to Bill, the man had been feeling just fine. Bill's wife, wife number one, sat at the service out in the graveyard. All of Bill's friends and family were there, and tears were shed mainly by Bill shut up in the coffin, who had merely been told he had died. The priest was speaking to everyone when he stopped abruptly and watched the man approach. It was husband number two. He was strutting around in his boots, hat, and underwear. The whole group turned around when they saw the priest becoming transfixed on something. They sat, mouths agape, until a child broke the silence by laughing hysterically. The whole group joined in, even the priest, even the man's wife. Bill, inside the coffin, was confused why everyone was laughing so hard at his funeral. So he popped up to see what all the commotion was about. And the laughter turned to screams when the late Bill climbed out of his coffin and joined the group. Husband number two was overjoyed and rushed to his friend. Bill, you're alive. I am? I am. I have never been so happy. Wait, why aren't you wearing any clothes? He asked. Husband number one gasped. Oh crap, Bill. If you can't see my suit, then your wife knows you've been lying to her. Bill thought about this and tapped his forehead. He got it. He announced to the group that he was so sorry to alarm everyone, especially his wonderful wife. But he was feeling better now. And he wanted to publicly compliment his friend here on such a dashing suit. The two women threw up their hands. There was no deciding a winner for their bet, but there were definitely two losers. The creature this time is the Coo-Bird from Mexico. The Coo-Bird just wanted to look nice, and he was happy to have friends to help him do so. Well, one friend. The owl saw the Coo-Bird shivering one winter and took pity. He asked if the Coo needed a coat, but since the garment industry for birds is sorely lacking, the owl couldn't help. What he could do, though, was to go to all of his friends, all the other birds, and ask them for a few feathers each. The birds all reluctantly provided a few feathers each, and... Huddled inside a hollow tree, the owl helped the coo get dressed in his new clothes. They flew to an unfrozen spot of pond, and he looked on his new feathers. Wow. Yeah. The coo was definitely into this. The owl said that that was awesome, but remember, he was glad to help. But at first thaw, the feathers had to go back, and the coo had to return to his sad, naked self, okay? Wait, coo? The owl looked around. Where did he go? The coo bird was gone. In addition to not being cold and naked and looking great, he could now also fly. The coo completely absconded with the feathers, 
And that's why the owl only comes out at night, because he's afraid of the other birds that will make him pay up. As for the owl's call, a coo, 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 well, that's only because he's out all night every night looking for the coo, trying to get those feathers back. That's it for this episode. As always, the theme song is by the band Broke for Free, and the Creature of the Week music is by Steve Combs. Today's episode was written by me, Jason Weiser. Thanks again for your vote and for supporting us. If you like this episode, there are 31 others like it on the member feed. You can find more info on the membership at support.mythpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you Wednesday. Wednesday.